Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up? This is Inside Out with Joey Blaney, and here today, high above Hollywood, where dreams are made and dreams are shot down in flight. Dream maker, nightmare taker, Kim Fowley and the family. Hey, I'm being introduced to you, the fabulous Miss Wendy. Why are you here? Um, because we just made a record together. <laughs> And then are you, aren't you in a movie I directed? Yeah, I'm in like three of them, but most recently Black Room Doom. What's that about? It's about the world's greatest fake girl band that gets together and breaks up all in the same day. And then we have some other, we have a drag queen that shows up. In every movie that you have. <laughs> Dominatrix. In every movie that Doll you have. Doll Deluxe, Snow Mercy, and uh, Nikki Rouge from uh, Fat Packer in it. And oh, then yeah. Severa Miles is in it. Oh, she's awesome. Elmira, who you kiss. What's your name? I'm Versailles. Don't you I, have a make-out lesbian scene? I totally scene? made out with Elmira. How did she taste? Hot. Good. Did she taste like Kim? No, we don't. We, we, I don't no. have sex with any of my. Uh, okay, no. yeah, that's one thing I wanted <laughs> to put on the record because <laughs> you mean, could probably I, I get a bad. I haven't tasted Kim, but if you want, you could taste Elmira and then taste Kim and let me know. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm not gay this, on this show. That's what <laughs> not I'm yet, Kim. Promoting to the doll boy the movie with another story. <laughs> okay, what's your name? Uh, I'm noisy. <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from England. I'm from across the big water. And you're a founder member. I am also a founder member of Black Room Doom. The yes. two of you Yay. were there the same day. We were, yeah, fateful day. With, with Elmira, and then the two girls we don't mention. Billy Goat was there, wasn't there? Well, yeah. Of course. We had one girl quit to cook <laughs> dinner for her future husband, and we had another girl who, who exploded like a, a meteor out of control, and uh, she took all of this scenes off of uh, YouTube we had 66,000 hits and they all went away one day who is that girl? we don't mention names we can call her horse face horse face no, well, and we don't want to do Pony face, a little bit more gentle so, so Kim, let, let's go back a little history how did you meet the fabulous Miss Wendy? she hit on me at South, no, West, I didn't. South by Southwest <laughs> she came true. up to me uh, standing over an empty bucket and said hi, I know who you are <laughs> That is so uh, I kind said, of true, but not really. Kind of true. Miss Wendy actually paid me money, her investors, to produce her record. That's true, yeah. It was the first time that Kim and I worked together. Well, usually Kim pays me. This time I paid him. It was awesome. What does Kim pay you for? Uh, acting. He, acting. Uh, session work. Session work, yeah. And then she wanted to do an album her way on her terms. 
and uh, I was paid to be the producer. And ironically, she was running boys through the studio. <laughs> you know how you bring girls into the studio yeah. and check them out? Oh, can you sing? Let's give you a vocal test. She was having a drummer. All these male drummers with their shirts off were coming into the studio. I didn't want to be part of it, so I didn't produce that part of the record. But I produced the other parts. Yeah, he said it was a little bit too gay, but I mean, but you're kind of gay, though. You like guys, right? No, I like... The only guy I have sex with is Kim Fowley. Oh! (laughs) He's not going to cheat on himself. (laughs) That's right. No, no, no. (laughs) And what about you? We've already established you're bisexual. Yes. And you have a new boyfriend. You want to yell his name out? Francis Gonzalez. Why is he hot? Because he was Mr. World. He was Mr. World. And he's super hot, and he's amazing. Has he cheated on you yet? No. No, no, Yeah, I'm being too mushy, right? What about you? What what are you in love with besides yourself? Noisy. Me? Uh, I'm in love with my guitar and my motorbike. Nice. I saw the Ramones uh, cover you did. I did? Yeah. Yeah. The puking in the toilet. A big fan of the Ramones and yeah. a big fan of puking in the toilet. Oh. I, hear, I hear a dog barking. What's that sound of dogs barking or something? It, it, what, what it's about, it's finger-fucking a small dog. I told him about that. <laughs> oh, okay. Kim Fowley is in love with Kim Fowley. And uh, I have an ex-girlfriend and a new girlfriend. and I have You have a new girlfriend, girlfriend already? <laughs> yeah, she's doing Wait, she's awesome. Story. She's from the Czech Republic. Yeah. Oh, is she? She's doing... She's uh, not one of those male or right? No, no. Okay. She... Uh, what's that noise? It's somebody's vibrator. Really? No, she's uh, she's doing a photo shoot. Oh, cool. Couldn't get out of it. Oh. But the, she's like taking she me in? to dinner tonight, so I thought okay. that was interesting. And what's her name, if you want to give it? It's on Facebook. Oh. Uh, everybody's name is on it's Facebook. It's on Facebook uh, in a caption underneath your... Um, Flyer for today's show. Right. But I'm. But a previous girlfriend told me to... What did she tell me to do? Find a prettier, better version of her that can sing. Wow. I, I actually saw your ex-girlfriend in a documentary on fetishes, and she like had like this guy like dressed up as a girl, and he wanted to be like a little girl, and she was like slapping him around. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> How did you, was it star quality or what? Um, yeah, I mean, I, was, I wasn't I was 100% sure it was her at first, but then I was like, then I was pretty sure it was her. And she did some other, like, pretty unspeakable but hilarious stuff in the documentary. <laughs> yeah, to see, it's on Netflix right now. It's a documentary on fetishes. What's it called? Uh, it's just called, I think, just fetishes or something. Oh, but, wow. Yeah, it's your ex-girlfriend's in there. Uh-oh. Do you want to yell her name out? Uh, do you? <laughs> Everybody yell her name out. Okay, one, two, three. Snow Mercy. Oh, is it? No, Snow Mercy is also in Black Room Doom, and she's a great person. She's and cool. Lovely girl. She's sexy. And, and I guess in in our relationship, uh, I resigned from it uh, right before Burning Man because uh, the bad outweighed the good. And now you're looking at Snow Mercy's picture. Hot woman. Yep, she's way hot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so how did you guys meet? Well, we, uh, we so we know about you, how we met you. And then, uh, how I met him I, on MySpace, you, of all places. No, you, no, yeah, you, you, you introduced yourself, and then I met you with your boyfriend who had breasts, right? Yeah, my, my ex. He was a sex change. Oh, was he? Yeah, cool. Okay, that's Diana talking. <laughs> and, and then what about you? Uh, I was a friend of someone that you were with. 
Into the microphone. Into the microphone. When, when you moved up from the Midlands, uh, there was a friend of mine that was working for him, and so I was introduced to Kim. Yeah, she... And I, I played violin, guitar, and everything, so I started... She pretended to be a nurse from a mental hospital. Remember that night at the toy restaurant when one of the other, my other girlfriends uh, didn't believe I was institutionalized, and so she and the, other, the guy pretended they were my <laughs> nurse and... Um, Ambulance oh, driver. Oh, yeah, because it was the last That's when you great. met up with your other ex-girlfriend and she came because you had some stuff to give her, didn't you? And so we kind of bodyguarded you. In There's going to be another girl yeah. in Kim Fowley's ex-girlfriends. Yes. <laughs> the ex-girlfriends of Kim Fowley. Coffee table book, Kim well, Fowley's ex-girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very That's large one. Idea. What about you? Do you have a girlfriend? Yeah. Is she dirty? Of course. Uh-oh. Is she a stripper? There no. we go. Sex worker? No. Uh, you want to yell her name out? No. Well, he well, doesn't qual- she doesn't qualify for Kim's list. No, I mean, no, I'm not. I, I just want to. I'm not going to spill it. This is about you, Kim. This is all about you, Kim, and the family. So, you well, want to okay. play? Why don't we play a song? Yeah. Okay. Here, let me let me pretend I'm you. Okay. This is a song called not yet. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll point. Okay, this is a song it. called Toxic Cougar. Who sings it? Versailles. From what? What album? Targets. And what's it about? It's about old women that try to date young men. What's wrong with that? Don't you have a guy younger I than do. you? I do. I have a guy younger than me, which means I'm a toxic cougar as well. Oh. Okay, here it is. Versailles singing Toxic, toxic Cougar. cougar. that song? Huh? Kim Fowley wrote that song. And me. As well. Yeah, you did. You wrote oh, it. Yeah, it was yeah, a, yeah. a song before this song, uh, but it's the same I music as the wow. song before. And, uh, and you, wrote, yeah. you played bass and... Uh, bass and guitar, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> what inspired that? A bunch of young men and, and young girls were confused by women in their 30s and early 40s who were pretending they were 
young, kind of in a in an uncomfortable. It's like old way. women that think they're still in high school and they can. I don't know. It's like dirty old men with vaginas. Yeah, right? pretty much. Right, right. And, they, and why do you think young guys go for older women? For the money? For the money? Mommy issues? Probably. For the money. The good mommy bed. issues. Could no, be the money reason. issues, mommy issues. I mean, issues. it could still be. It's no. It's like when, when really young women go for super old guys. They're like it's in awe issues. It's kind of, of them. No, I would And they also it. get everything for free and get driven around. And There's another angle, and that is that some women in their mid-30s are like 18-year-old boys in terms of hormones oh, exploding. Yeah, that's true. And then, so a 36-year-old woman and an 18- or 19-year-old boy are ideally suited. Right. Just like a 21-year-old can date a guy over 50 and it's okay because it's daddy and it's uh, somebody who can worship and then the 18-year-old boy gets to worship the 36-year-old woman who worships herself and she makes up for maybe a bad marriage in her late teens, early 20s. So basically you know the psychological aspects of what, what a toxic cougar is. I was once... A toxic I, cougar? Yeah, with a, pe- <laughs> with a penis. With a penis. Now. Well, I, I looked on the research. You slept with uh, amputees and burn victims. Yeah, and it was my job. I used to be a sex worker. So, and that came about from, um, I saw on the internet, and I don't know if half the shit is true. I'm just Go asking ahead. you. Um, you. You met a girl hitchhiking. She, you fucked her, and then you went to... Uh, her shrink and her shrink said, "Hey, I want to I want to put you to work, yeah. giving intimacy or sex or fucking." Yeah, as, as a rehab uh, activity of his patients who were burn victims or had missing body parts, and the, I guess the apex was when a girl had never had her cock in, in in her mouth. My cock went in her mouth, and I looked in her face, and she had no eyeballs. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's one to take home, right? Well, that, I was 17, and I realized that I had a good after-school job. Oh, <laughs> my God. Now, how much would you get paid for fucking a girl with no eyes? Uh, their orgasm, I got paid by 100. There comes, 150 bucks a come. 150 bucks a come. What, what was the most you made in now? a day? I, one chick came eight times, and do the math. It paid for the demo of my first band. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> And this is a guy who writes songs for Cat Stevens. <laughs> well, the birds and the seekers. And oh, I mean, every, I mean everybody. I mean, doo-wop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you also introduced Jimi Hendrix to Janis Joplin? Yeah, and they had sex. They would have had an interesting <laughs> child. Yeah, know? that would have been a hell of an interesting... One can sing and play guitar like a motherfucker. Right, right. I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, what would you call that band? If that kid ever came to fruition, would you want to manage that, that kid? I would probably, both of them were quiet and shy, so I'd be a very quiet person. Uh, that was at a Hamilton Camp's birthday party at the corner of King's Road and a Sunset, which would have meant it was probably uh, next to the Cottonelle Hyatt House. And Rod Stewart owned the building and erupted down the street, and I lived there later. That's another story. I've lived in a lot of Hollywood places. You know. By I mean, the way, this is Renee Hall's old office where we're sitting. Really? Renee Hall was the black genius who played guitar and bass on La Bamba by Richie Valens. He also was Doris Day's arranger, Richie Valens' arranger. He played on surf records because he was black. He couldn't have his name on a white record as an arranger. He arranged uh, Nutrocker by B. 
Bebum and the Stingers, which I wrote, which mm -hmm. was number one in 17 countries, been used 490 times in licensing the last 50 some years. Yeah, yeah. I looked at your catalog. You have a huge licensing. You know, you wrote a lot of songs. I published a lot, and it, it, it's still happening. You know, I had music on True Blood this year. Uh, what song was on the True Blood? Cherry Bomb. Yeah, I promise you we're not going to talk about the Runaways, because that's one thing that you're known for the Runaways, but you know what? I want to ask the questions and find out more of the underground, okay. the underground of Kim Fowley. I don't really care well, about that. Well, Kim Fowley is a singer, too. We could do verse and chorus of Masters of Disaster. Okay, we're going to put another... An, well, it's a little snippet. Yeah, we're going to just play snippets. Good. Here it is. My beautiful voice. Oh. On Inside Out with Joey Blaney, this is Kim Fowley and the family. Disaster, I'm the master of disaster, crying in the rain, ooh you're so ashamed, but I'm the master, the master of disaster, I'm telling you girl, you master of disaster. Oh, uh, that was, I'm the keyboard player and the singer on that one. And what year, when did that come out? Uh, this year. These were all new records. They were all year, a few weeks old. Uh, this was done um, earlier in the year. I met you through um, one of your protégés, uh, Christine Blood. Oh, yeah. Oh, that protege. Yeah, it was, a, it was a protege. Christine Blood used to bring Kim to a couple of my shows down at the Oh, you were that New York guy. I was that New York guy. Oh, because I, your hair is different. Hair is different. <laughs> you're a good singer. I, thank yeah. you. I mean, you're like Bruce Springsteen's son or something. I mean, you, you're, you could be his son. Uh, you had elements of Phil in it of uh, Thin Lizzy. Yeah. Who is kind of like Bruce Springsteen in, in similar boys. They, they're the really Irish version of it. Yeah, are you Irish? Yes. What part of Ireland? Well, Wales. Oh, oh you're in by Cardiff or somewhere? Somewhere like that. I'm from uh, Sligo and Cork in Ireland. I'm, I'm an Irish citizen. My dad's from Ireland. My mom's from Oregon. And, and so, your dad's from Ireland and your mom's from Oregon? Yeah, that makes me dual national. So mom and dad were both in the entertainment field. Yeah, mom was a lesbian and she was in the movie... Big Sleep with Bogart and Bacall and the uh, other one, the dad was the director in Singing in the Rain and he was an opium addict and so I understood the shit-ass boogie from a young age. And, and you were also a child actor yourself. Yes, I was and I got tall and ugly and then it stopped. No, well, well, before you got tall and ugly, what did you do? I was the six-year-old, look, Ma, Indians, the 10-year-old, hey, Mom, there's Indians outside. Oh, the 12-year-old. With that kid. I think there's Indians attaching the, attacking the whorehouse, Dad. What should we do about it? <laughs> Join in. <laughs> that was me. I was always an Indian attacking something. That was wow. my big moment. And, and then, and then you, um, you started to get into doing your own films after the whole illustrious music career. You started to do Black Room, well, doing the Dollboy. Well, here's what happened. Uh, I'm 73 years old. And what's my nickname on Facebook today? Ancient Cock. Ancient Cock. 
<laughs> Who came up with that name? Uh, Bri- Brianna Garcia. <laughs> no, you, I think you said it. Uh, you were on stage. I've heard the, you saying it a lot. It was, it was the night we played the, uh, the Steve Allen Theater. Theater. It was indeed, because uh, we do an improv show sometimes, so We Kim is great for the improv. <laughs> and it was, but you had said it to her, and that was, but she came out and said it back to you on stage, which was, it was pretty funny at the time. <laughs> so I guess it's hard for me to be with a toxic cougar. Well, I, I mean, I mean, it sounds like Butch casting the Sundance cake, the toxic cougar and the ancient cock. Here come yeah. the Indians. Well, if they, here come if, the Indians. Exactly. It's hard for toxic yeah. cougars Look, to coexist with ancient cock because ancient cock is also immature emotionally. Mm. But so is toxic cougar. How would you define your vaginas? Immaculate. Small but perfectly formed. Go ahead, and you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lovely bath. I love. Oh. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah, I know how to yeah. induce squirt too. The, do you? The three finger method up the. No, the thumb. The thumb. It's the like thumb. a trigger of a of a gun, you know. And oh. the girl just goes off in your hand. Uh, the right girl and with the right in the right public uh, place. So. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking how to segue segue with you. You're just like I just love the sound bites. It's like there was one, one you, you you're the missing link between Orson Welles and Chuck Berry. You're uh, uh, what was one of the uh, um, you're the devil in disguise, but the devil you know. I don't know much of me, but I'm gonna tell you one thing. <laughs> Somebody went. Hmm? I'll tell you one thing. Just a little snippet, uh, Claire. And Noisy and all those other girls have operate this strange place up, up in the canyon. You have how many, 10 dogs up there? Uh, oh, I stay with people that do dog rescue, and they have a lot of dogs up there all the time, hundreds. But, but don't, <laughs> don't you have uh, your lover who's a... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't exactly call him that. I have a dog. Yeah. My dog about... is not my lover. <laughs> I train my dog. My dog is an actor, actually. He's a coyote actor. Okay. Uh, Holly Double. When in Hollywood. What's you know, his name? He's called Rumba. He's named after a vacuum cleaner. Nice. Yeah. The Rumba the vacuum cleaner? Yes. Yeah, my and, dog. Uh, and so uh, Noisy and I wrote a song that's in the movie Black Room Doom about yes. this dog, Rumba the Wonder Dog. And we're going to listen to Rumba the Lover Dog. Yeah. Animal behavior, it's number three. Yes, here it is. We're back. Just here listening to snippets of Kim Fowley and Noisy here on Inside Out with Joey Blaney. We got a lot of construction going on in Hollywood. Kim, how has Hollywood changed since you first started? The haircuts are different, the diseases are different, and the drugs are different, but everything else remains the same. Mm. You've been consistent. I'm an asshole and a piece of shit, <laughs> but I'm, I have a heart of gold. A heart of gold. Underneath the shit, the vomit, and everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I, I love the color, uh, the color commentary from Wendy over there. All of a sudden, you hear, "Oh, ooh. <laughs> what's up, Wendy?" 
I'm just feeling very reactive today. How come? Um, I'm just excited to be here. It's funny. I was actually going to surprise Kim coming in. I was going to surprise you by showing up, but then you called yesterday. You're like, I'm going to be on the show. You should come on the show. But I was totally going to surprise you. What are those weird sounds, man? It's the vibrator of God. Oh, that's your, this is part of the shtick of the hustle? <laughs> oh, in other words, that isn't somebody saying, turn it down, Jesus. How about this? Jesus saves, Moses invests. <laughs> oh, 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 that's when amazing. I, when I first moved to Beverly Hills, my father and I had lived in an abandoned house in a, in a Mexican-American neighborhood called San Fernando, and he got to singing in the rain gig, and we moved to Beverly Hills, and um, I got to go to the YMCA for the first day, and someone said all Christians will meet in the telephone booth. And my Jewish friend said, don't go down there. <laughs> and then some guy with red hair had an O'Brien something or other got his ass kicked. Aww. And then I realized that I was spiritually Jewish, and which helps in the music <laughs> industry, which is Jewish mafia business. So you're spiritually Jewish, emotionally Catholic, atheist? No, well, there's, if you're Catholic, you're, it's called guilt, and if you're Jewish, it's called gelt. <laughs> so there's very little difference between gelt and guilt. My dad's from the Bronx. Okay, New York City. He landed there, and you know, that's all, he's, uh, what happened, Lenny Bruce said, in reference to Bob Dylan, if you're Irish from the Bronx, you're more Jewish than being Hebrew from, from Minnesota. Israel. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think that was directed to Bob Zimmerman. And, and I was a student of Sally Marr, who was his mother. I was the only comedy student besides Lenny Bruce. Uh, and he and I would never do a duel. I wanted to do a poetry duel with him, and uh, he wouldn't do it. His mother tried to get us at the Coronet to do it back in 59. So she sent me to Red Fox, and he kicked my ass on stage. He was a lot better at it. He, he was quick. Oh, yeah. And that's before the dope took over. He said, what's this white non-Jew doing in front of <laughs> oh, me? <wow. laughs> I said, about to be slaughtered. He said, you know, give the man a drink and let him sit down. He doesn't want to go to toe-to-toe with the master. You know, and I used that word master and master of disaster on that record. That's where I channeled it from, and it all came around. Christine Blood, you... You had a wife or a girlfriend, didn't you, at the time? I had a girlfriend. Is she still there? Yeah. Are you with her all this time? All this time. So you're actually a noble beast. Noble yeah, cock. I'm an extremely, I'm a, I'm a noble cock, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Got the ancient cock and the noble cock here on uh, Radio Titans. So basically, you've met everybody within the industry. I, I, mean, I, I haven't met Lady Gaga or Madonna yet, and they should do a duet. Well, that's after the fe- after the feud, right? Or is that a? Do you I don't feel- know. I don't know. But you've met everybody from Zeppelin to uh, yeah. Leonard Cohen. Well, I did poetry duel with Leonard Cohen, and I stumped him on the word cabbage. He couldn't rhyme it. What would you rhyme with cabbage? Ravage. Savage. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had Joni Mitchell and Judy Collins with him, and uh, he was saying, "I have two bitches that are hot," kind of a stance, and I was in the alley and looking up at them and I said I'm going to challenge you to a duel fool and we went back and forth and I got him on cabbage and then he got those two women but they weren't dirty enough for me anyway so I didn't care what was the greatest love of your life so far or recently so far snow mercy yeah I know because I was there you were dictating texts to me to text to her they were pretty graphic Snow Mercy, so far, 
has been the great love of my life. What sets, her, what, what sets her apart from all the others in your 73 years? I loved her as a human being. Not her, but her real name, which I'll not say on the air. That's fine. But uh, the person that she is uh, deep down is the one that I will always be in love with. And that person has uh, gone somewhere else in the metaphysical plane, and now she's Snow Mercy. And of course, uh, I recorded her, and we have music that's doing well in places like St. Louis and Portugal, of all places. She's in the movie. Black Room Doom, and also in the movie Golden Road to Nowhere. You're in Golden Road to Nowhere. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about Golden Road to Nowhere. Let's What's your line in the movie about murder and fucking? Go ahead. Oh, but the, I like uh, to pretend like I'm being murdered or something while I'm having sex when you're feeding me lines. Or... Yeah, but you said it, and then I stroke a butcher knife right afterwards. <laughs> I think it was like I, uh, I like I dream about murder when I'm having sex. It was something like that. I don't remember. People were pretty shocked when they heard me say it. They're like, oh my God, do you really? I'm like, no, Kim was standing there feeding well, me All this is on YouTube. It's called, it, it's called uh, if you go to Kim Folley's Video Magic right now, Kim Folley's Video Magic on YouTube, and you look for the Black Room Doom trailer, you'll see all three of these girls on it, and then and Snow Mercy and Nikki Rouge, and then if you, and Elmira, and then if you go to N7 Miles, and then if you go to Golden Road to Nowhere, you'll see, you'll see you, and, you move, and then Snow Mercy. Brianna. Brianna's on there, too. Brianna is the lead singer of a band called Lust for Lies. Mm. Lust for Lies? Yeah, she's out, she's out there on the high wire. See, there it is. Can you let them see some of it, or what? Yeah, I think we can even pipe it through. Yeah. No, 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 no. Can, no, no, that, no, no, that's the wrong one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that, I, have, I have seen this. Though. I, I've done all the research. I've said the Golden Road, nowhere, the Satan of Silver Lake. The she's in Satan. Boy, you dry up, boy, yeah. everything. You dry up a tree in Satan of Silver Lake. Don't I you? do, and I eat a taco in slow motion. Wow. That was a real taco, and I was really was eating it? it. Wow. Are, is there ever going to be a Kim Fowley <laughs> Film Festival? Uh... Well, I'm going to be on the red carpet tomorrow night at the L.A. Fetish Film Festival with the fabulous Nicola and the exciting Severa, and who's also a Black Room Doom girl, you know. I'm going to be out there. And then we're coming Friday night to your birthday party. Yay, Friday night at the Viper Room at 8 o'clock p.m. sharp. Um, my band's going to be playing, and I'm really excited. And but we're, we can't be there because we're on TV between 6 and 8 on another show. Oh. Yeah, 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 you can plug that other show. What's the other show? Oh, okay, the other show is called... What's the other show called? It's Lena's show. Oh, Lena Lucaro's show? Yeah, Lena Lucaro's show. On, on Mohique Radio, isn't it? Yeah, there's Christine Blood right there. Yeah, and there's the Kim Fowley. Oh, Christine Blood's in uh, Golden Road to Nowhere. Oh, my God. Along with Snow Mercy and there she's dancing. Oh, there she is. There's is Christine. No return phone calls. Okay. I think she had a crush on me or something. She wanted to hook up with me before she hooked up with you. What does that mean? You're bisexual too or is she? Uh, I think she's very bisexual. Oh, really? I, <laughs> gee, I didn't know that. Yeah, she really wanted <laughs> Wendy, are you bisexual? Yes, I am, but that girl really, 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 really was 
she was trying pretty hard, I remember. She was being pretty graphic. I was like, wow. We did a photo shoot together, and I think she got a little... It was like a kind of fetishy photo shoot where we were, like, dressed in lingerie and, like... But guess who I'm writing for now? The magazine you model for. Uh, which one? Girls the, and Corpses. Oh, you're you're gonna oh you're gonna run Girls and Corpses now? No, I'm not no. running. I have an article in no there. No more car, no more corpsey. Oh, okay, there is no no no. He's hired me to do an article. Oh, nice. It's for the medical fetish issue. Oh wow. And, and it's called uh, the slow death of a devil dog, oh, where I describe that my sexual activity since birth <sighs> and my recent uh, breakthrough on the squirt and, and sperm uh, plane, it, it might be causing my demise. And I also am a cancer survivor and uh, I have all kinds of ailments and then how I integrate disease and orgasm and everything else. It's uh-huh. pretty grotesque. You typed the thing as a... Yeah, I typed it yesterday. <laughs> how, was it ty- how was it typing that? It was great. Step into the mic a little bit. Oh. Am I really far How, away? Can, I, can you jack off to it? It was really awesome. He's such a good writer. It's amazing. I'll so imitate. you should definitely read it. It's very graphic, is, is but it, it's amazing. I can imitate, uh, what is that? Kim Fowley, part skeleton, part piece of shit. You might want to have part, sex after you read the article. Part devil, yeah. part hot dog, part <laughs> swollen gland. If you're masturbating to the sound of my voice... Use a candle and you can light it at at the other end, and the wax will burn down your leg along with the spurt. <gasps> Come on now, it's okay. The teardrops and the cum can meet together. Ah, look what you've unleashed upon Satan's playground, planet Earth. Well done. Somebody's already moaning to you through the wall. I can hear it. I like the sound effects that go along. I hear the drill bits going. um, Is there a book? Are you going to write a book? It's coming out. Name the book. What's the book called? Uh, Lord of Garbage. When's it coming out? It's coming out the end of this month. That's right. And it's going to be on Kicks Books. Um, It's in New York City. It's really good. And this is going to be the Kim Fowley story? Or, or, or a certain part of it? Well, just bring it down. It's like a concert on the answer. No, bring it down, bring it down, bring it down. Okay, uh, I can't jack off to my voice if some dog is being strangled by, by a garbage disposal. Okay. All right, all right, man. Okay. I think we're above the dentist office. <laughs> I think this is noisy. He's used to that sound. Okay, uh, Lord of Garbage was written when I was on uh, morphine in a recovery room of a, after a cancer procedure. I swear to God, that's not me, sir. What is it? It's somebody constructing right below us. Oh, well, you should stir them. Anyway, <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm in the morphine place, and I... No, it's okay, we can't do anything about it. And I... Uh, I started writing it there, and I have uh, bladder cancer surgery recall every three months for two years, and then I had it every, now every six months for the next three years. So they stick needles in your cock and your pee hole and cameras, and they take out elements of your uh, penal, penile wall, uh, bladder wall and stomach lining, which means every time I fuck, I have to reconnect. Every time they take a body part out and, and overcompensate, so my sexuality is pretty hideous. And um, and so I figured that's the time to write a book. It's the book that Iggy Pop should have written when he was on morphine, if he ever was. 
So it, it's that, and, and, and it explains, it's a three series. The first book is 1939 to 1969, along with poetry I wrote at the time. So it's half poetry and then half explanation of what I was going through. And then the second one is 1969 to 1995, and then the last one is 1995 to when I'm dead, which will be soon. Uh, death is my next long-term project. De so, so you think you're in the in the last act of your? Oh project? yeah. N name who's in my will at this time. Uh, Snow Mercy. Snow Mercy. Yeah, so she, she can have the right 18-year-old guy, and then they can have their own dungeon together. You know, with the money from all these royalties and stuff. Yeah. Are you a millionaire? I have been for a long time. You have been for a long time. Well, I played poor. You <laughs> the Academy Award for Paul. Uh, poor? How bad is my apartment where I live? Almost as bad as my car. <laughs> is it dog snot? It is. It's very teenage. I have a hilarious Snow Mercy story. When I went over to, um, to play my new songs for Kim, so we were deciding which songs to play on the record, and uh, Kim, he doesn't use a couch in the living room. We just kind of sit on the floor. And Kim was not just sitting on the floor. He was laying on the floor, and he was moaning and groaning. Oh, oh. And every time he had to get up, it was like such a big production. The guy was, he couldn't even walk. He was like crawling around the apartment <laughs> like, oh, I need a glass of water. And he was like, he had just seen snow, and he was like, I'm so tired. He's like, you don't, she's like 11 feet tall. I have to fuck that beast. I'm so exhausted. He was so worn out from having sex with his girlfriend. He couldn't even move. <laughs> He's just laying on the floor like, all right, Wendy, play me another one. No, I don't think that's the story. I think the story was... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the story. No, the story was talking to her on the phone. Uh, and I think it was because you were tired I, just from talking to her. Well, that's yeah, because having sex with her was a pleasure and a privilege, and then talking oh. to her was always a difficulty in trying to come to terms with humanity <laughs> and insanity. You know, <laughs> I remember her like she was calling like because we were uh, still working. It was like a like midnight or twelve fifteen, and we're we're on the computer, and I was typing, and you were dictating to me, and she kept calling and like screaming at you like what's going on with this Wendy you know like because she thought like she's like what are they doing and I'm sitting there I'm like I know nothing's happening because I'm typing on the computer let me ask you a question what did you think of Christine's thought of me how what was the body language you saw with that she loved you loved did she ever tell you that yeah what I never knew what yeah she, what she, she totally did yeah she loved you she you were like the mentor that she was looking for the father figure so it was Daddy does it, Dallas or something? Well, it, does Christine? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 she told me she's like that. That she, Christine, thought she was a genius, and you brought the good genius out. And no, she was a good performer. Yeah. Did you ever hear her sing? Oh yeah, I see her in New York play all the time. She's good. In, in the what mm -hmm. death, uh, death before death. She dancing. had the wrong husband producer. She had a a husband who couldn't produce. And uh, so she was a good recording artist who married the wrong producer. They, a lot of people, a lot of girls in this industry do that. They, they marry the wrong agent, they marry the wrong person. Well, they say for every cut goddess there has to be a slime ball uh, counting numbers and reading contracts while they're out in front uh, turning people on. There's the guy backstage counting the money. Yeah. 
Oh, she really, you brought the, probably the best of her musical career out of her. Yeah, but, she... Uh, yeah, are you in touch with her at all? Or? No, uh, she, when Snow Mercy and I got tight, she uh, went away. Figuratively? Yeah, she was from my father's neighborhood, and in the, in, uh, she, she looked like my mom, and she had my dad's New York accent. That was the turn on. That was, and how, and how did you meet her? Girls and Corpses. Oh, <laughs> Robert Ryan. Uh, I met her and others uh, who will be nameless. Others. Uh, yeah. No, no, we don't talk about the There's others. There's a lot of girls running around those Girls and Corpses party. Well, remember, Kim isn't fetish. Kim's a freak. There's a difference. What Are is you the fetish enough, Kim? Well, what is the difference between <laughs> fetish and freak? Um, I think, well... Action. Isn't it? No, I think of in fetish, it's therapy for the client. Mm. And I think it's compensation and it's expansion of an obsession and an addiction without value judgment. It's not vanilla. And it's uh, like anything good you can run it in the ground or you can deal with it. I think as a person who have dated uh, the dominatrix, which was what Christine was, right. and Snow Mercy, <laughs> sometimes there's a decompression. It's like when I go on stage, I have to, and I play a character, I have to decompress when I go to eat at, at the end of the night or go home or something. I have to be, rejoin the human race. Right, because the adrenaline is yeah, just so, up there and the yeah. lactic acid. So I think if you're in the dungeon or you're performing intimacy uh, in, in these conceptual ways and, and to rejoin the civilian population or the human race sometimes is awkward for those of us in the human race or those of us who aren't in the the torture chamber at that moment, and uh, myself and others have had difficulty in coexisting. The idea of all of that ritualistic stuff is a turn-on until maybe they have a bad day or no one shows up, or maybe it's a, a messy encounter, and then it, it, it kind of comes your way through osmosis, and it's, it's not easy to coexist. You sure know a lot about fetish, Kim. Well, For somebody who <laughs> well, he's been accused of not being fetish enough. That's why I'm making these. Well, jokes. I'm a super dom and I'm a control freak. I mean, I will do John Wayne sex wearing a dress and lipstick. You'll do what? I'll do John Wayne sex in drag with a woman. Well, in Dollboy, you're you're actually in drag. Yeah. Well, tell us about what Dollboy is, because I want to hear about Dollboy is a uh, film producer. An actor. Dollboy is the world's ugliest drag queen, and he's a superhero. Dollboy's hilarious. And, and it's, a, it's a takeoff on Rocky Horror Picture Show, and uh, the Kaja Fall and all of that stuff, uh, because Robin Williams and I were born on the same day, so he and I have similar humor and irony. I've never met him, but he's a character, too. And... Um, Doll boy is uh, Kim Fowler is a feminine man, and you think I'm gay, for, and then you realize I'm doing I'm hitting on all these bitches as a phony drag queen, 
and you're not quite sure until Sex Donkey comes on. Oh yeah, Sex Donkey. No, the, two, the Sex Donkey with the two drag queens from Oregon and Juliet. <laughs> then you say, wait a minute, those are drag queens. <laughs> Kim Fowley is no more a drag queen than, uh, oh God, uh, Sam Kennison, you know. Right. At that point, I become Sam Kennison, and at that point, the real drag queens from Backwoods, Oregon, show up, uh, and 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 Danny and Juliet and 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 the other guy had about eleven names, and and they do doll boy. It's pretty funny, and then they bring the political message at the end to gay kids that it's okay to be a drag queen, and then Snow Mercy is a drag king too. She. I never heard the word drag king. That's when uh, you, the woman dresses like a man. Okay. And uh, she and I are on the cover of Rowan and Michelle Dumont's book, which is uh, in the two of us. She's Master Sergio, and I'm Dollboy on the cover. And, and, and that went overseas. That played overseas in what, Germany? Or did, didn't that win a festival on, on, on something like that? Well, we, Snow Mercy and I toured Europe uh, this year. We got as far as German Rolling Stone wrote about us, and we played Germany, Holland, uh, Spain, and France. And you're also in the, in the Songwriter Hall of Fame. Probably. You know, what do you think is your best song? <laughs> My best song is one I'm going to write right now called Joey. Hey, Joey, 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 Joey. Hey, Joey, 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 Joey. Hey, Joey, 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 Joey. You're the king of the radio. He has a big ego. He sings about himself. King sings about a girl named Snow. Joey, 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 Joey. Well done, thank you. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, you know. Yeah. yeah. What happened to your career? Uh, your singing career? I, your it's, I, I did a new record. Um, I played over in New York. I got some good write-ups. Did some videos. Are you on your own label? Oh uh, yeah, I'm not going the the whole label route. You're going yourself on yeah, iTunes. Yeah, I'm, I'm self iTunes. I got a copy for you. All the stuff that you heard is available on iTunes yep. today. Uh, that you heard, and now I'm going to sneak a little song in. This is the fabulous Miss Windy and oh, Sev oh. Miles. Wait, wait, we got to wait for my engineer to come oh, back. He's, he's, yeah. he's trying to kill the construction workers down there. He below. is. I saw him grab a hatchet. Yeah, you, you, did you see how he goes, I'm going down to fix this. He's, uh, yeah. Ask me some more questions. Real fast, Chris is trying to bust my balls. Go. Okay, okay. Why would I bust your balls? For the sure, Joy, you're from New York. Go ahead, try. Okay, um, who do you want to meet? In a sexual or a business way? Anyway. I should produce the new Madonna record. I should produce the new John Fogarty record. I should probably um, meet Hugh Hefner and say, I'm the next one of you that's going to creep around until death. I should meet um, your children. My children? Yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, do they exist yet? No. John Lennon and the Plastic Ono Band. You, I worked with them. You, now, how was it working with John Lennon? John Lennon was quiet in real life. He um, had the same personality offstage as John Entwistle, the Who had on stage. Totally quiet, very, but he was explosive in his singing and writing and interviews. 
but the real guy was very quiet. So the real guy off stage, yeah, we, totally quiet. So we, we, he would he would get bigger on stage. He he, well, yeah. he would like grow to the size playing either in a recording studio. Well, or like Miss Wendy is almost six feet tall on stage. <laughs> six and a half feet. How tall are you? Like literally, really five foot seven and a half. Yeah, how tall are you? I'm six foot. Yeah, but you don't seem six feet. How no. come? You slouch. She's slouching. Up, uh, up, uh, come on. I can't slouch. I get little rods. Okay. How tall are you? I'm a midget. I'm only 5'4". Do you want to talk about your boyfriend? Oh, she brought him <laughs> on stage last night. I did. I brought him up on stage. Okay, you want to talk stage. about your boyfriend? I, I don't have a boyfriend. You have a boyfriend. A comic strip uh, guy. Oh, that's oh, his No, I'm sure no, I'm that no. guy. I've been... I don't know. I've been dating around. I've been looking at a couple different guys. I want to make sure that, you know, when I find the right guy, that it's actually the right guy. And the only way to really Have know that is... Have you ever masturbated to me? Not to you, no. But um, I, you've definitely creeped up in my head when it happened. And I was like, oh, God, I have to call Kim. And well, then was I, I like him. the guy with the Vaseline standing next to the guy you're jacking off to? Oh, it's like one of those thought bubbles, you know, that, like, come up. It's like, okay. when you don't, you know, it's like your mother, like, telling you, like, that's bad. You want to confess to any love uh, for anybody? Me? No. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, as they're all, uh, people are afraid of love. I'm not. They are. You're not? I love no. my dog. I love my dog. I wrote the B-side of that song, Portobello Road, um, Cat Stevens. Now, what do you think of the new uh, girlfriend candidate that you met today? She's pretty nice. What, describe her to the audience. We're on the radio. She's, We're just... She's really, a mental really, picture. she's got a nice body, she looks really good. She had big she's boobs, because you're holding your hands over your boobs like she's got big boobs. No, I, <laughs> I guess that's just where I put my hands. I don't know. <laughs> How old was she? She looks really young, I mean, what, she's 21, yeah. so she's pretty hot. And where, where is she from? She's from the Czech Republic. Oh. So. oh. She's got the accent, she, she's so a that's mail order bride. sexy. Kim's a no, uh... I, and she, I she's a little earlier. shorter than Snow Mercy, though. But. Well, Snow Mercy so suggested really that, well, the, the ironic thing was, if you girls remember, uh, she, I quit the relationship, had to get a whole bunch of dating, mm -hmm. and I kept having that empty feeling that maybe Snow Mercy was the one after all, and so I contacted her. The, that plea kind of P-L-E-A thing. Right. And, and, and it, she said, go find a younger, prettier girl, not in uh, having her baggage, oh. who had a better recording voice. Is that true? Yes. And so I, uh, and then she, said, wave, then she said, wave goodbye. And then I sent the email back, do I get a refund? Oh. And then what happened was, almost as though Snow Mercy had willed it or paid for it, the uh, Rowan Dumont, who was from the Czech Republic, who had photographed us a few days before, had said, I'm, the girl wants to meet you. Really? And, oh. she, and, and she was the uh, go-between, and I met this girl, and then last night we consummated our new uh -oh. romance is she conceptually into AC? 
And then she, yeah, yeah, and she's now doing her modeling hustle. She calls herself the female Kim Fowley. Does she really? Well, I, I think Kim Fowley calls himself the female Kim Fowley. That's true. <laughs> and the male. All How's up. your relationship with Rodney Bingenheimer? Well, we're not lovers, but we're sort of mutton <laughs> Jeff. You know, you were in his documentary. Yeah, remember That's one cool. thing. Let me just finish the, the, the new old story. Okay. So I don't know how this is going to end up. But, you know, when a girl says, well, go find another, a better version or another version or a variation, well, okay, I guess that means that's what I'm supposed to do. The new model. And so uh, she found me, which is even more bizarre. <laughs> uh, we'll see how it ends. Uh, Rodney Bingheimer and I were walking up Larrabee one day, uh, and, and he said, have you heard of David Bowie? This is 1977. I said, yeah. And he said, have you heard of Robert Redford? I said, yeah, well, I'm more important. Never forget it. Mm-hmm. That's the real Rodney. That's the real Rodney? Maybe, oh, yeah. maybe because he's kind of quiet and shy and stuff. Oh, Rodney can be... You know that scene in the movie where he yells at Chris Carter on the staircase? Yeah. That's Rodney. That's right. That's the real Rodney. Yeah. I met him. She, he was pretty shy when I met him. Yeah, he's real quiet. I, I was. He when, plays your music on the radio, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. on K-Rock. And mine, too, yeah. He, uh, I remember when I met him, like, I was really, like, nervous, like, first time I ever met him, and, like, I shook his hand, and, like, he was, like, ow, and he, like, shook his hand, <laughs> like, back, like, as if I'd hurt him, and I was so, like, I, it took so, so much brass to, like, go up to him in the first place, because I, like, I grew up in Los Angeles, so I listened to K-Rock, You must have like, masturbated to Rodney's voice. Oh, oh, totally, for sure, no, I'm just kidding, but I was so, like, I thought I had blown it, and I went home just feeling, like, so lame, and feeling so sorry for myself, thinking, this guy is never gonna listen to my CD, much less play it on the radio, because I shook his hand too hard, and, uh, I shouldn't have been feeling so sorry for myself, I should have been listening to his show, because he was playing it two days later, and he continued to Maybe he was jacking off with a wounded hand. <laughs> he was. He probably he had to play with the other hand. <laughs> you got any good stories about Cat Stevens? We're born on the same day. You're born on the same oh. day as a lot of people. No, Don Knotts, Disraeli, uh, who invented the Suez Canal, and Robin Williams, Kim Fowley. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're born on the same day. How did that ever come about? Well, they were born on uh, the same day. As a lesbian him. fucked a drug addict, and I was I was hatched. Well, no. <laughs> Attached. I'm not, I'm not talking about the Cat Stevens. Oh, right, yeah, right. I was like, all of a sudden, a lesbian fucked a drug, My mom, drug addict. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he uh, was under contract to the same publisher I was, and we wrote together as songwriters. Aww. They throw you together. Okay, you two guys write songs together. Did you ever meet Lou Reed? No, but I'm like him. You are. Um, how about Andy Warhol? I'm like him too. Yeah, you're like the West Coast Factory with your whole music and I mean everybody like I've had you know people come in here PR people and um, uh, there was a story about you uh, wanting to buy the rights to Welcome to the Jungle uh, Guns N' Roses you have a small affiliation with Guns N' Roses you, yeah. want, you want to talk about that story um, Axel uh, came to a room I was in doing a song called Reform School Girls by four guys who were four junkies in leather and he was their friend, and he came by to see what they were doing. And, it, and then when uh, the guy who was paying for it opened a suitcase and said, I have $50,000 in cash, I want to become your publisher, and Kim will produce your record, and I'm the production company, what do you think? 
and Axel and the guys were sleeping in that place with no toilets and no water or anything over on Gardner. Gardner. Yeah. And he said, all due respect, thank you, sir, but I'm worth more than 50 grand. Hold your money. Spend it on these guys and Kim. And it was nice seeing you now to go rehearse with my band. Goodbye. So he turned down 50 grand because he knew that he was going to sell 20 million records. Yeah. <laughs> and he walked away from it, which I thought was pretty amazing. Uh, that does, that's not the same anymore, though. I heard Lady Gaga had to sign for like 30 grand on like a favor deal now because they're not like, they don't do like the same kind of like deals they used to. I don't to. know. I don't know. What was uh, the best time in Los Angeles for you? Sexually or musically? Uh, oh. Let's go with musically first. Best time in L.A. was my first record I ever produced in my life. Sandy Nelson on drums, Teen Beat, Let There Be Drums, Bruce Johnson, later to be a Beach Boy, nobody was famous then, uh, on keyboard, uh, Richard Podler on guitar and bass, who was the guy who produced Steppenwolf later in Three Dog Night, and then the guy doing the, the vocals, Nick Vinay, who produced the Beach Boys and discovered American Pie, Don McLean, were the guys I recorded my first ever time in a studio at $10 an hour. Took it to American uh, International. They were so impressed, they put it in a movie called The Ghost of Drag Strip Hollow. Gave me a job in the record uh, uh, company. And then uh, I called Doris Day's husband one day to do some transactional business. and. He invited me to the, his office in Beverly Hills, and he saw me, and he said, my God, you're a kid. I thought you were like 25, I'm 24. I said, what do you want? He said, I'll hire you. What, what am I going to learn? He said, Doris Day is not as pretty as Marilyn Monroe, but we beat her in the box office every year because she's my wife, and I'm her manager, and you will learn how to build female stars. And that's why I work with, one reason I work with women now, I was trained to work uh, with platinum women, and uh, powerful women, and, 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 and support their struggle. So he was your mentor? Yeah, he was. He, so so he, he took you under his wing and taught you? He paid me more money than they paid me at the movie studio. And uh, my first day on the job, Doris Day came in to meet me, and she said, um, okay, What's wrong with the way I look? We were about to do a press conference. And I said, is this a test? Yes. Okay. You're wearing polka dots and stripes. A blouse and a skirt. They don't work together. They're not color coordinated for the photo session we're about to do it along with the press conference. Okay, which one do I wear, new employee? And if you don't answer wrong, you're fired. If you answer wrong, I said, oh, polka dots, because you have freckles, and there'll be continuity of shape and form. She said, you're going to make it in show business, kid. Shit. And so she went in, and she had the, the skirt with the polka dots on, or she had the blouse with the stripes. Either answer would have worked, if I, it, but she knew that it was uncoordinated, and she wanted to know if I was doing PR that I would know the difference for the photo shoot. Nice. So that was, uh, Doris Day is 90 years old, and she allegedly is having, or Clint Eastwood has made overtures for her to do a docu documentary on her life. And I was asked to uh, go on camera. I don't know if she will let it happen or not. She had a wild life. 
in the 40s and so forth, during World War II, et cetera, and touring in the middle of blackouts and that kind of thing. <laughs> and what is the secret to your success? Um, awesomeness. Well, I'm not successful because I'm always running out of money and stuff. No, I'm talking about mo not money. Personally. Because I, 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 do I, you, you all get paid or what? Yes. Yeah, they, they do computer work too, and then they do session work and, and plus royalties and all that. So I'm always, I, I pay to play, you know. Well, is success about money or is success about like artistic fulfillment? Happiness is a warm cunt. <laughs> or a warm bong. And, and success is uh, happiness. Success. So you're, you're pretty happy. I'm As of last night. Well, no, yes. honestly, I am incomplete, and I, I have problems, and I know what they are. I don't need a shrink. I can list everything wrong with me because enough people have told me through the years. Well, what's wrong with you? Uh, which, on what level? Any level you want to talk about? Uh, illiterate, non-mechanical, too conceptual, no hand in eye, no balance, sexual cripple, uh, bad teeth, horrible skin, crappy hair, too tall, too obnoxious, too self-absorbed, talk too much, don't listen, uh, everything is about me, in control, uh, uh, unscrupulous, vicious in battle, um, inconsiderate, uh, amoral, immoral, that everything that's pretty good that's okay uh, that's what's wrong now you know what's but, right but okay, now Yay. tell us what's right I eat pussy like a woman I fuck like a vampire or an African American vampire I do good squirt I can I do the good whipping and, and, and I don't hurt the tailbone oh. uh, I know how to entertain strangers I know how to make people money I know how to make dreams come true. I remember things that people don't know that's important about them. I re-remind them of who they can be and who they are and who they aspire to be, like Christine mentioned to you. Uh, so for a selfish piece of shit, I'm like a human mirror. And a brilliant producer. To, I'm good for egomaniacs, male or female, who say, I know I'm God, I know I'm great, or I suspect I could be, or I'm so empty I don't know if there's anything there. And sometimes there isn't, and I don't deal with them unless I'm paid to, which is that I'll also work with people that are awful if I get paid. And then if people are great, I'll work with them if I get paid too. I think everybody, it's like a dog saying what uh, Noisy does. There's a puppy for every home. There's a, right. a lost animal, and there's a child, and an idea for everyone. Every musician has at least one person in the world who would like their music Yeah. besides them. So there's really an audience for everyone. There's really a, a friend for everyone. There's really a, a lover for everyone. The problem is, unless we're raised together in the same age, in the same neighborhood, in the same ethnicity, with this, from, we have problems as adults connecting later in life because then suddenly people are raised in different... Like, you speak English, but we're divided by a common language, right? No, you see, you're sure. from England. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the slangs are different, and, and we're... And, and oh, it's a different, completely different culture. Be, being pissed means 
mad over here means drunk, drunk. in England. Drunk. Yeah. So there's things like that. So so there's lots of um, we're we're uh, separated by the talking. And then the worst thing about relationships is friends and families, because somehow they always factor into what the other person does because they don't make their own emotional decisions. They um, always consider the committee or the girls at work or the guys at the factory. Well, what do you think of her tits? Did you guys get a hard on when you saw my new bitch? Or, or, the, or, the, or why are you with him, say the girls? Does he pay for everything or does he make you come? Or, or are you doing him a favor? What's the story? You know, I was married once for 68 days and and who were you married to? Cindy X Fowley. And, uh, and what did the X stand for? X as an ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my father and her mother knew each other. Never marry someone who had a problem with your father 35 years before. Ooh. Not a good idea. At any rate, um, we were married 68 days. I was 38, and she was, no, I was 39, and she was 18. And um, that's the truth. And I never knew why she loved me, and uh, she never knew why she married me. And I, and then one day she said to me, "What do you think?" I said, "What did you tell your friends?" They they asked, and I didn't have an answer. I said, "Well, you're not dirty, but you're human." And I said, "The next time I get married, I'm going to get a dirty bitch who's human." Now, the problem with dirty bitches... They're not human? You're a fucking dirty bitch. Oh. And how many times have you, has your humanity gotten in the way of your vagina? How many... That's a tough question. How many times has my humanity gotten in the way of my vagina? Yeah, in terms of guys who couldn't deal with you, either one, and then they got confused between the two. Oh, I don't know. I think guys definitely get confused. <laughs> they, um, I don't know. I think, like, if I were a waitress, I'd probably get a lot more guys than as a recording artist. Like, I get a lot of guys that think they want to be with a recording artist, but then they, they, don't, they, want, they don't want a girl with a strong personality. They want a girl that, like, you know. I ser- Seriously, if, if I were a waitress, I would be, like, yeah. <laughs> here's what I, as a male womanizer, here's what I want in a bitch. Okay. I want me. That's exactly what you want. It's true. I want a version of me. A better version? No, a version. So I find it. Ele- has to be the best no, version. No, 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 no. I want ele- it's greatness and magic. I want elements of me inside the woman. Right. But not your penis. You're talking about like spiritual. No, no, no. I'm speaking then, spiritually. No, yeah. spiritually. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, but, but, you know, I, I understand the like attracts light, but isn't that a little narcissistic? Who cares? <laughs> Yay! Right. I mean, I don't, I don't think opposites attract each other. I think similar species attract each other. Like you and your boyfriend, isn't there a similar... You didn't have... He's yeah, a great... Your he's boyfriend got, is the best hustler of bitches in Hollywood because she had failure cock before this guy. Oh! <laughs> well, he, Who was yeah. at my show last night? Okay, wow. anyway, she had this, the bad guy from jail. She went to jail for two, don't mention his name, for two and a half years. She, or was it two years? You, you, went to, you went to prison every weekend to visit him. Mm. And you waited for him to get out, just like in an old James Cagney movie. Oh. And he comes out and he becomes a lounge lizard in every club in Hollywood. <laughs> and, and, and one day she goes with him 
and Mr. Wonderful hits on her. And then, uh, oh, I'm with him. But he was so smart that he realized it was failure cock. Then he became yeah. the failure cock's friend. <laughs> and then became oh, her he friend. Went that way. And wow. then when she threw the failure cock away, he was there as the friend. <laughs> good job. And then he segued into being the cock. And <gasps> it was very smoothly was done. Good, yeah. Really smoothly done. <laughs> and good. then, here's the capper of the story, <laughs> then the, the failure cock boyfriend has now developed a crush on your boyfriend. <laughs> And is oh, now wow. avoiding her and hitting on him. <laughs> well, prison must have done that to him. I'm what a tangled web we weave. Yeah, yeah, guys just go crazy over Versailles. That's true. <laughs> they throw themselves at her feet. So that's that's that hustle, you know. Um, you never get t- tired of the hustle. Which one? Anyone. Right now, let's talk about my future. My future is in the movie Black Room Doom, which is a cue to play the last song. I mean, we'll talk some more. Well, I'll, I'll admit to my uh, uh, all my other shit. Joey can't wait to hear. Um, well, that's the whole moral of this, or the well, Black Room Doom. We'll just do verse and chorus. Is directed by well, put it this way: when Michael Shannon played me in the Runaways movie, he did a great job. He's a great actor. He was nominated for Academy Award for a, a movie before this with Leonardo DiCaprio called uh, Revolutionary Road. He played the crazy guy. Then they cast him to be Kim Fowley. And the night of Sundance, he went on closed circuit TV that they have before you go on stage, and he said, Kim Fowley could have played Kim Fowley in, in the Runaways movie. <laughs> and then he used my makeup for Doll Boy. In, in, in the movie. In the movie, yeah. That's amazing. Because I wasn't wearing that kind of makeup in 75 through 77 when I worked with him, or part of 78. So um, I didn't like the movie script, which uh, the lead singer wrote with some ghost writers. I thought it was a nighttime soap opera with guitars as a secondary thought. So I decided to, if I'm going to be defined in the context of female energy and rock and roll, I'm going to do my own movie set in the year 2020 when um, Miley Cyrus is president of the United States. Yes. Who did perform Cherry Bomb and Oprah knew the words on the Oprah Winfrey show with her and Joan Jett in a duet. So uh, that, that was happening and so I went and made the, 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 the black, is that you? Yeah, I can Okay, well, this is real. This isn't pre-recorded. That's probably Snow Mercy saying thank you for mentioning my name. Anyway, uh, who's listening now? I, I hope you're masturbating. And the two cats are not in the room, and they might freak out. Oh. Now, uh, so we're in the black room. So black room doom is uh, all the girls in this uh, room are in it, and Snow Mercy's an actress in it. And she's also a co-director of segments with Nicole Rouge. And then I directed the rest of it. And uh, Marie Aline is the editor. And Nick Robinson is the other editor. And there's hardly any males in it. Cliff Retallick's in it. Yeah. And Let who, him slide. Who else? Um, it, I you. think that's it. I don't think so. Oh, guys. Dan. Oh, and then we have a transsexual oh, genius. Yes, Dan's in there. Yeah, right, right. And then and we have... Uh, There's another guy, too. Crystal D. That's, uh, a, that's well, a drag Crystal queen. Crystal D's not really a guy. Crystal D is a girl guy. Shim. 
he, she. So, so this is basically your interpretation of the Runaways? Or no, what it's the my interpretation of rock and roll mythology the way it is. I have girls being assholes on camera, don't you think? What, how do you end the mm -hmm. movie? How do you end the trailer? What's your line on the trailer about the lesbian thing? You, Diana, Versailles, what? I'm trying to remember. Well, you said I'm talking about being a lesbian. What, how, how does it go? Wasn't it something about... Oh, are you a lipstick lesbian or a duck-billed platypus? <laughs> it's one or the other. A duck-billed platypus. You can only platypus. be one or the other. <laughs> only. And with that, let's take it to the... This is Miss Wendy and Seth Miles singing in the Black Room Doom Band. Go. And we'll be back. Turn it up. Bugs, rats, and worms are behind my ruby lips. If you want to stick your tongue in my mouth, you'll be taking your chances. You've met your black room doom. I'm going to clean your clock. I'm a vacuum. I can scream louder than you. I'm from the valley. Get ready to cry. We're black rats. What's up? We're back here with Kim Fowley on Inside Out with Joey Blaney at RadioTitans.com for the extra spe special long version of the show because I feel you deserve at least an hour and a half. Maybe oh, thank two. you. I appreciate maybe it. Maybe two. So we're coming towards the last segment of the show. You said death is How your... How many more minutes because we have to get the other girls out of the back? We got like 15 more minutes. Or they're shooting up or whatever they're doing. Whatever they're doing, they'll be, they'll be back. Um, so, so you say death is your final... Achievement. Uh, death is my next long-term project. That's your long-term project. Do you believe in reincarnation? I've been dead before and alive before, and I might be dead now, actually. You're not afraid of death? No, I coexist with it because I'm in cancer recall surgery every six months for three more years. I'm, I'm, and I had a skin cancer operation up here, eight stitches uh, three weeks ago. Okay. So I'm, I've had five 
versions of cancer. I've had West Nile virus. Uh, that's why this is going on. And, and I you had, had polio twice, pneumonia nine times. I'm a, I'm so a miracle I can get a heart on. Uh, it's a miracle I can even breathe. You've been ever shot? A shot? Shot with a gun. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I know you also um, worked with Phil Spector. No, I, I <laughs> no, uh, he, he produced me once. Once. And I didn't get paid. Nobody gets paid uh, royalties. At least I didn't. So. And what song did you work with them on? Uh? Give, give It Up. It was uh, with, uh, do you have it? No, we don't, we don't have oh, it. Oh, uh, Dion and Cher were on the album, too. It was, it was an all-star thing, one of those famous people singing different tracks. And the Dickies have a, put you in a song lyric? No, but I co-published two of their songs. You, you co-published two of their songs. So you, you Tijuana pre- Weekend and some other, I'm a Valley. Now, we're going to come to a part in the show that I call the Holy Grail. What is, I'm going to start over here. To my left with the Do fabulous I need a new mini- Holy Grail? Because I gave my Holy Grail away last time. Should okay, I- so I'm going to ask Versailles, what is your Holy Grail? Meaning your Holy Grail is whatever you want it to be. Whatever you want it to be in the world. If you can have one thing that can actually happen for you, that you can just put it out into the universe, what would you want that to be? Um, I just want to be able to play music and tour all the time and travel around the whole world. That is what I want with my life. Okay, noisy. I would like to spread joy and happiness to all of the people of the world and peace through my music, which you can check out on www.noisy.net, which is n o i z e e dot net. And Mr. Fowley, what is your holy grail? I want to get married and and be loved by someone before I'm dead and have some. <laughs> hey, fuck you, bitches. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Well, no, what's funny about that? There's nothing funny about that. It's no, just, it, no, I'll tell you why. Because I've sold 102 million records, and I've been nominated for the Grammys twice, an Academy Award nomination for a category of music I uh, was involved in. And I'm in over 50 rock and roll encyclopedias. I've made millions of dollars, pissed it away, lost it, misplaced it, and made it back again. So I've overcompensated for being an incomplete human in my music and movie business and TV and book world. But as a human being, I'm a piece of uh, unfinished masterpiece. And I think the next thing for me is to be cherished by another uh, a woman. I'm not interested in fucking men because I'm the ultimate man. Uh, <laughs> So I can fuck myself whenever I need to, uh, and I like—I'm a feminine man who who, who, will, who can still break your back in a in a bar fight. I've, I have a criminal background. I've done all that stuff, uh, macho bullshit. But I would like to uh, be part of somebody's intimacy uh, and and be cherished by somebody who would. Uh, get off on all the incomplete shit too and, and and generally it's fun to say no to Kim Fowley in a uh, judgmental discussion well do you want to get married no you're financially what was it financially unstable oh no shit you want a Pleasantville uh, 
Ozzy and Harriet thing, I'm not, I don't get paid every Friday and I don't have a paycheck. If I believe in someone magical, musician or technician or actor, I'll, I'll spend the money on that and that might be the money for food that day. And I can see as a boyfriend it's kind of exotic, but as a husband it's probably not a good uh, a risk. Uh, so I hope that uh, I, the, the next wife is going to be somebody who will go with all the horror because they only have to be uh, upset for a few more years and then, and then I'm dead, bitch. So, uh, you know, at 73, I can't turn into uh, the homemaker of the year and, you know, and work for Donald Trump and get paid every Friday. When do you th what age do you think you're going to die? Um, I would like to die after the third book comes out. Well, no. I, the first book is now. Uh, let's say the, probably the second book will be the year later. I, if I can get, well, my dad was 87, my mother was 82. I statistically have a little time or I might die on the way home. I don't know. Uh, I don't have anything to look forward to other than dying with clean sheets after a nice dinner in a clean room. So I have boxes, I want to unpack cabinets, I want to finish, get these movies and this music, the new shit unloaded, have a girl finally love me and like me with all the crap and without judgmental bullshit and coexist with all of this horror if possible, H-O-R-R-O-R, -R -R, and I'll do the same. And that's easier said than done. I'm a good, uh, I'm an idea as opposed to a human being. I'm, I'm a symbolic thing. It's hard to find the human in the midst of my uh, madness. What about you girls? Have you found the human in my madness? Well, as a co-worker, what do you think? Yes. When I die, will you masturbate or puke or cry or laugh? Probably cry. I don't even want to think about it. I'm going to cry. Think about yeah, it. I think you're not allowed to die. No, you're not. Forever. You have to live forever and 73 year old yeah, guys don't wake up to, to be Zach Efron in the morning, you know. Not, not at all. Uh, but only the good die young. That's why you're still here. Well, because, it, because we need the best he's around. The great. No, but remember this to all the enemies listening Kim Fowley is hard to kill and slow to die. So I'm not a pushover, and if, if, and of course there's always the next boyfriend of, or the next guy is going to show up and have something to say about fill in the blank. A B C. Yeah, yeah and then you uh, say, well, you want to die for her now, you piece of shit. So to the next boyfriend or the next lesbian girlfriend of any of the people we've talked to today, enjoy her if you can. Uh, Good luck to everybody, but um, if you want to pin my balls to my mouth and set me on fire, cut my head off and do it in a rainbow parking lot, I, I don't think I'll get a hard-on for that suggestion. <laughs> and uh, I'll fuck with you to the day I die. I mean, I have weapons in my house and all that shit. He hidden, does. Yeah, underneath the cat, cat box. He's a weapon. <laughs> that, underneath the cat <laughs> box. Uh, where every, which is like I call the apartment I live in. Um, the, Shitty? No, it's called Cat Box in the Sky. Oh, yeah. The, the, the cat, cat Box, box in the Sky. Mm. Well, that's some really good questions. Really we're we're coming to the end of this. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. we're coming about, to the end. That's five minutes or something? Yeah, yeah we're going to run around okay. with plugs and stuff. No, no, no. Okay, no butt plugs, please. Okay, take a, take a, <laughs> take a breath. 
<laughs> and ask me some real hard-hitting shit. Like, I'll give you 30-second answers. Here we go. 30 seconds. Uh, music today. It's in this room. These girls are the future. Why still L.A.? You don't shovel uh, winter in the, and you don't freeze to death. Take on musicians and drugs. Uh, people use drugs because they need to expand their joy or they need to numb themselves because they're afraid. Sexuality. I am sexuality. I am animalism. I am hate. I am love. And I am innocence. And I am ecstasy. The Runaways. Overrated. The, um, the documentary on the Runaways, the uh, Edge play. A bunch of uh, girls who uh, weren't Joan and Lita, and they complained about it. Um, the corporations doing what you did with the Runaways with boy bands. Everybody has to come sometime. Living in Hollywood. Living in Hollywood is like sleeping in a whale's asshole on an iron bed with broken glass for the sheets. Looking at yourself and looking at the legacy you left behind, what is the one thing that you wish you didn't do? I should have been meaner. I wasn't mean enough. I was too trusting. Your best friend? Is myself. Your worst enemy? Is me. I think we're good right there. No, we're not. We gotta, I, I can do a monologue. All right, then do it. You know, well, How I, long do we have, dude? Don't worry. I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Go on a Kim Fowley tangent. Kim Fowley is the answer to nothing. Kim Fowley will be dead, and the worms and the rats will eat my body, and you'll forget me like you forget your TV dinner and your fast food paper bags. But when you see the movies I've been involved in and the music I helped create and the books I wrote, you will say one thing. He lived among us and we didn't even know who he was. Buy my product, that's where the real Kim is. Kim Fowley is on Facebook. Come be my friend. And if you're my enemy, go unfuck yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, we, you've been listening to Inside Out with Joey Blaney, our special guest, Kim Fowley, Noisy, Versailles, and the fabulous Miss Wendy. Wendy, you want to plug anything? Um, yeah, on a Friday, this Friday, October 5th, it's my birthday, and I'm having a birthday party over at the Viper Room at 8 o'clock p.m. sharp. My band's going to play, and um, I just made a new record with Kim Fowley, and you can check out more at www.thefabulousmisswendy.com. Versailles? Um, yeah, I also just finished a new record with Kim Fowley. It's called Targets. It's going to be up on iTunes really soon, so you should check that out. And my website is uh, VersailleBand.net. So that's V-E-R-S-A-I-L-L-E-S Band.net. Noisy? I have also just finished a new record, of course, which is out uh, now. You can see on www.noisy.net. So I have, how how many song, songs do I have, too? Uh, no, there's a, we did one together. Under, the, under Summer Skies. Under Summer Skies, right. yeah. My Summer Hit, which was co written with Kim Fowley, which has been getting a lot of radio play in Japan, actually, cool. which is fabulous. So, so, yeah, go check it out on noisy.net. It's a little bit different. I'm a one chick ear assault, so I do it all myself and play myself and all that sort of thing. So, it's a one girl band. Kim, what do you want to plug? Kim finally wants to plug his last romance with Snow Mercy and his next romance with Nicola. 
one of you will be the next uh, Mrs. Fowley. I hope it works. And if not, you or you, maybe it'll be someone listening. And if not, I have my cat and uh, who's sex fat. And you can uh, look at Kim Fowley Video Magic for the uh, official trailers of Black Room Doom and Golden Road to Nowhere. I'm on Sirius XM Radio. 21, 9 o'clock to 1 on Saturday and midnight to 4 in the morning on Sunday, 3 in the morning on Sunday. Last eight years, I tell weird stories and you'll enjoy it. And thank you for listening. And I think Joey is a great guy to let me come on his show and his staff support this program because it's, I could never do this anywhere else. I mean, this is bone honesty. And, uh, I'm glad that you're my uh, friends, girls, and thank you for working with me. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Kim. You're the best. (laughs) Kim's so awesome to work with. He's so, like, brilliant. He's great to work with, and he really gets stuff done fast. Like, I've worked with a lot of people that just kind of yank my chain and took forever, and Kim just does exactly what he says he's going to do. He's always there. He shows up on time. There's no surprises. He does exactly what he says he's going to do. Fantastic. Well, you've been listening to Inside Out with Joey Blaney and my special guest, Kim Fowley and the family, the magic, the madness, the honesty. And I want to thank my sponsors for, if I didn't have sponsors, I couldn't be here. I want to thank the guys down at Sunset, Sundown Tattoo at 3321 West Sunset Boulevard. Go down to see Frank and the boys over there. Go to rockshopmusiclessons.com and then learn how to play some instruments or don't learn how to play some instruments and have Kim kind of uh, archetype your career or architect your career. And Friday at 6 o'clock, uh, find Lena and we'll all be on that show too. Cool. On MoheekRadio.com, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, Friday at 6 and we'll, uh, you can see all the pretty faces there. Go to Trip in Santa Monica if you want to put on a good show and get paid to do it in Southern California. Go to Trip in Santa Monica, 2101 Lincoln Boulevard, TripSantaMonica.com Also, if you like motorcycles, go to True Fast Garage, 18... 420 South Broadway, Gardenia, California. Go to TrueFastGarage.com. My name is Joey Blaney. You've been listening to Inside Out with Joey Blaney right here on RadioTitans.com. Kim, thanks for being here. Thank you, sir. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.